Good morning, good evening. It's time for us to check in on what the hell should we watch this weekend with Steve Stebbing. I'm Shane Hewitt in Penticton. Young Steve, looking handsome. What's up, buddy? Oh, well, thank you. Coming with the compliments. Yeah. Hey. Top. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, do. you look good, buddy. You look good. You got this, this uh, the way the flow is now with the length of the beard. Yeah. Yeah. This is a keeper. Yeah. That thing. I think you got going there. <laughs> <laughs> good. All right. Um, we're here not to talk about how handsome Steve Stebbing is, although if you do want to check him out, you can just give him a Google or go to stevestebbing.ca. How many nights a week do you actually go to the theater? And do you buy popcorn every time you go? Because that's what I would do. Uh, well, generally, on an average week, once. Um, but it depends on how many releases, like new things are out, and how many my theater in Penticton get of those ones like last weekend uh last weekend i saw two i saw scream six and i saw 65 so mm-hmm. that was a two movie weekend do you when you walk in is it kind of like you know cheers the tv show They're like, i wish Steve. i wish no. i wish i i had that kind of they hand um, you your complimentary vip popcorn no no I, and yeah i don't get that i don't get <sighs> that no we need to call the penticton theater this is wrong yeah. Yeah, phone it in, everybody. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start with new releases. First on the list, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. There's already a superhero with a red suit with a lightning bolt on it. Aquaman is literally huge and he's so manly. And Batman is so cool. And I'm just me. Uh, uh, superhero gone wrong? Yeah, uh, the sequel uh, to Shazam with uh, Zachary Levi from a uh, a couple of years ago, which was actually a lot more fun and a lot better than I expected it to be. So I kind of expected the same kind of fun atmosphere from the sequel. And I really dug this one. It was uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's colorful. Uh, It's got a great script. Um, Zachary Levi is really great as Shazam or Captain Marvel or whatever whatever you want to call him, the adult version of young Billy Batson when he yells out the word Shazam. Uh, and uh, his friend in this one, Jack Dylan Grazer, again, steals the film like he did with the first one. Um, but I feel like with James Gunn and Peter Saf- uh, Safran taking over DC that we're going to see the end of DC as we knew it and get know it and get kind of like a soft reboot. But I felt like there was more to continue from this movie. So I'm really con- confused with the direction that Warner Brothers and DC might be going. Are they keeping old stuff or are we just, you know, smoothing things over and starting again and trying to get that Marvel donut again? When you brought this one up, do you know who I thought of? Hmm. You know the comedian from the 90s and early to Sinbad, that comedian, the tall guy oh, with the bald yeah. head? Didn't With he the, do uh, like a like a Shazam genie movie no, or something? That's part of the Mandela effect. Oh, it's it's oh, like one of the one of the one of the main points in the Mandela effect for pop culture is that Sinbad did this movie where he was a genie. It was uh, Shaq did one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shaq Kazam! Yeah, Kazam! Kazam! Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, it was Shaq. But the oh. Sinbad one is not real. It's it's oh. the Mandela effect. Okay. Well, I got my bald dudes mixed <laughs> up. Um, well, they're both tall, so that counts, right? Fair yep, enough. There we go. All right. <laughs> this is why Steve is the movie expert and Shane just listens. <laughs> it goes wildly wrong if I contribute. All right. Next on the list, Boston Strangler. 
found something. Three women were strangled over the last two weeks. You're on the lifestyle desk. You're not covering a homicide. I think the murders are connected. Another woman was strangled. Just came over the wire. Just came over the wire. Sounds like yeah. Boston. And, well, with a movie called The Boston Strangler, it would have to be. With yeah, good old anyway. <laughs> with uh, Kieran Knightley and uh, Carrie Coon pulling out the uh, Boston accents for this one. And this is about, uh, you know, based on the true story of the uh, uh, of uh, two journalists uh, getting through to the story of the Boston Strangler and all of the uh, different events in that uh, serial killer's uh, unsolved murders. Uh, and I, I really like uh, both Knightley and Carrie Coon in this movie. I think they're really great, but they're stuck in a movie that I feel like we've seen before. We've seen so many of the executions of plot points and everything that are in this movie. We've seen them done in better films. And I think that's what this movie suffers from. It's like, it's an okay movie, like kind of like just a meh, you know, you're probably going to forget about it in a couple of days because there are movies that were way better done like Zodiac and stuff that stick in your mm. memory for longer. Well, Zodiac really does have a couple of points in it that we'll whew, can't forget. Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, Steve Stebbing is here. Steve Stebbing.ca. If you want to know more on the streaming services, I watched it because I love it. Ted Lasso season three is here on Apple TV plus. I love you guys so very much. On three, one, two, three. I love you guys so very much. Great job. Oh, Rock Kent just said great job. Okay, let's talk about Ted Lasso, Steve. Give it to me. Yes. So I it feels like only a few weeks ago, you're like, where's Ted Lasso? Like, I'm mm-hmm. waiting for this. Where is it? So it's finally here. This is the final season of possibly one of the most likable shows in television in the last 15 years. Like, it's just so well put together with characters that you're actually invested in and care deeply about. Um, Have you watched episode one of this season? I have watched episode one to the character thing. I wanted to just add basically none of the characters have changed either. Like, it's not like they're doing like these massive turnovers so far. It's basically been the same core of folks. But one character in particular is very changed. And that's the character is kind of directly changed by Ted Lasso and his own anxiety, which is mm-hmm. Nate. Right? Oh, Nate has changed. I meant like turn Absol- over, like leave the show. But Nate. Has- oh, no, 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 no. Everybody's oh. still there. Nobody's leaving. Um, but had, did you feel the heavy Star Wars connotation? Would I would to see like, well, so I know that there's been some, they they made some jokes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They made some jokes earlier on in the show when they, about Star Wars and Star Wars trivia and stuff. Would I be ready with uh, the Imperial March here (laughs) if I, for this part of the show, if I didn't think, did you see The Office, Rupert's Office? uh, Yeah, in in particular, it's very Emperor Palpatine and Vader. The young Absolutely. apprentice Rupert is, is, you know, is the emperor, and he's molding his young apprentice oh, and, he's and everything, looking for his approval. Um, right. His the thing that changed me the most about Nate was at the beginning of season two, his hair started to go gray, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it started to go more and more gray through all of season two to the point where he becomes the bad guy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's such a long con in this show. 
um, that I absolutely love. And, and I feel like there's so many little things that I think that they're going to tackle in season three that uh, I, I'm just really excited for what's to come. I think the cool part for me, um, I like the mental health part. I like the positivity. Mm -hmm. I like the, the, even the most positive of people are still running from their own mental health problems. Uh, there's a lot to be found in Ted Lasso that you don't find in most shows. I I think that not only will it make you feel good, it will make you look in the mirror, which I think is cool. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it bring it for sure brings uh, mental health to, um, to a forefront in, in different ways, especially through, through pop culture, because it's so it's, it's, you know, trending so big right now. So yeah, it's very Um, cool. Do you have a favorite character from the show? I like coach beard a lot. Beard's beard's good. He's one of the creators. Yes. Yes, he is. And I just, there's so, there's so much depth to him. Mm-hmm. There's such a an odd spiritual side. There's an encyclopedia side that he knows everything. He knows yeah, deep, it, deep cultural stuff. Yeah, in, he just, in, in he the just asked him a question, like, right? He's yeah. like, well, that's because of this and this and this. Um, absolutely. Rebecca is quite fascinating. I know that the actress mm-hmm. that plays Rebecca has said that she could play Rebecca for the rest of her life and she never needs to act in anything else. Absolutely. Um, but Roy Kent, to me, is the man. I love the Roy Kent character. Yes. So good. Yes, he's almost he's almost the human being with a with a just a massive chip on his shoulder. Oh, but he's just so so direct, and but he gets it wrong and mm-hmm. he apologizes. That's the coolest part. Absolutely, so I love it. Uh, you can get on Apple TV Plus. I know that Demi was complaining. Oh, you don't want to have to pay, um, but I did because <laughs> I cut off my of the services. I cut mine off last uh, last month and and then started it again. And then I'll it's week over week. You have to. It's like old school TV. It sucks. Have to wait a week now for the next one. Okay, yeah. um, next on the streaming, Bono and Edge. Since it's St. Patty's Day, perfect. A sort of homecoming with Dave Letterman on Disney. Dublin is a real part of our story. It's in our songs. Hello, hello. So tell us about the show, because they do have some amazing connections to Dublin. I remember being on one tour where they had said that something happened there as a part of a promo stunt, and they wouldn't let them do something, so they actually just mm-hmm. bought it, like a restaurant <laughs> or a pub or something, or a building or something like that. Yeah, right downtown. Yeah, this this was really cool, because, I, I mean, I'm a U2 fan, because my mom ingrained it in me as I was growing up, um, but this is U2, or just... It's actually just Bono and the Edge because uh, Adam and Larry aren't part of this one, um, but it's them re reinventing and re uh, almost refinishing um, uh, some of the greatest songs of their of their career uh, in a new way and debuting it in this small like intimate concert in Dublin. And they've invited Dave Letterman to kind of host the thing, who is visiting uh, Dublin for the his for the first time in his life. Uh, wow. So it's kind of him taking in the culture and everything and also like interviewing Bono and the edge about their whole process and, and their history and their ties to Dublin and, 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 and just the country and everything and, and what it means to them. 
Uh, and it's a really, really fascinating film. Uh, and it just kind of like goes into that same pantheon as watching, uh, you know, the Abbey Road documentary on, on Disney Plus or even Get Back. Like it's just another little musical jewel in the crown that is uh, Disney Plus right now. Let's do a quick touch on a couple of St. Patty's Day movies, shall we? What do you got here? You've got Sing Street. We need to form a band. <laughs> Connor's going to band care. Oh, good chase. You'd play every instrument known to mankind. Probably. Sure. It's all about the girl, isn't it? Oh, we got to be quick, though, so tell us about it, because I want to get the next one, too. Yeah, a film from the the king of uh, Irish music com- uh, comedy dramas uh, with because uh, 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 he did this and once as well. This is about a guy, uh, a boy in the 80s that wants to make a new wave group and kind of gets his friends into it. And if this music doesn't make your toe tap, then I don't know, you're, you're musically dead inside. Last one is Belfast. Do you think me and that girl have a future? Well, why the heck not? You know she's a Catholic. And you call me here? Yes! You know who you are. Your buddy from Belfast, where everybody knows you. They look so the whole family looks out for you. Tell us about Belfast. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh channels his own life into the story of a young boy growing up with his working class family in Belfast in the 1960s, uh, filmed in black and white and absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it was up for Oscars, of course, didn't win them, uh, but uh, just a really, really special movie. And uh, the unsung hero, uh, well, she was nominated, uh, Judy Dench in this movie is just fabulous, absolutely fabulous.